Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 8, you will hear stories from our ninth collection, Sooner or Later. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Time in a Circle by Carol Taylor One summer morning, my grandmother waited by her mailbox, fully dressed but barefoot, her pocketbook on her arm, ready to go, somewhere, nowhere. My Aunt Joanne found her and led her back home. My grandmother said an intruder had entered her house and turned on a stove burner. She could not remember how to turn it off. Later, she told us she had seen a chipmunk in the houseplants in her kitchen. We looked everywhere, but there was no chipmunk. My grandmother's slow descent into dementia was beginning. My mother and Joanne cared for her during the next few years, first in her home and then in a home care facility. They watched her become someone they no longer knew. The two sisters forged a special bond deflecting my grandmother's constant insults while becoming her mother's instead of her daughter's. Toward the end of her life, she lived in a rural nursing home. As she lay dying, my grandmother called to my mother as if she were still her young daughter playing outside. In her final days, she called to her constantly, even though my mother was by her bedside. In the hours before her death, she circled back in time and called to her four deceased sisters. She did not call the name of her living sister. Twelve years later, my mother's own descent into dementia began at the age of 78. She showed early symptoms similar to those of her mother. She asked me if her parents were dead. She often lost things. She misplaced her spare keys in the house and claimed that in a dream she had seen the keys in my purse. I searched my purse in front of her to show her I did not have her keys. She set off to her bedroom to look for the keys and yelled, I found them. When she returned, she was holding her glasses. She could not manage her checkbook anymore, its register littered with scratch-outs and stubs of entry pages missing, because she had ripped them out. She became a danger to herself. She could not manage her medicines and confuse the doses of her glaucoma drops. She would forget to eat, although I provided her plates of food. After an unsuccessful driver's exam, she lost her license. It was a crushing blow to her, but stop signs no longer meant anything to her. She had become a hazard to other drivers. She refused to move from her home. In the midst of caring for Mom, my family faced another tragedy. Aunt Joanne died suddenly following a horrific car crash. She was driving home from a local store where she had bought seed for her beloved wild birds. A distracted driver lost control of her car and crashed into the driver's side of Joanne's car. 
My husband's son and I went to tell my mother about Joanne's death. The three of us looked at one another. We could tell the news did not fully register with her. It was midnight. A lone songbird began singing in an azalea bush filled with lavender blooms near the front door. Our family was reeling with grief. I was devastated by the death of my beautiful, artistic aunt. As time passed, I had a comforting thought. Joanne never realized her greatest fear, inherited dementia. Mom had often commented that she never wanted to be a burden. She did not want to be verbally abusive to us or cause us to experience what she had endured as a caregiver. Sadly, her behavior toward us was very much like her mother's behavior, if not worse. My sister and I made appointments with two different neurologists. Both of them believed Mom did not have dementia and insisted her condition was related to depression caused by her grief over my brother's suicide ten years earlier and by my father's death following multiple strokes. Mom had enjoyed a successful career as head of payroll for a corporation. Her business skills enabled her to master a talent for disguising her symptoms by acting as if all were well. To her doctors, caregivers, and friends at church, she was quite different. She was the sweet little old lady who charmed everyone. To my sister and me, not so much. We knew Mom's doctors were not asking the right questions. Eventually, the third neurologist asked the right question. Can you draw a clock face for me? Mom could not do it. Time and clocks eluded her. Her clock looked like a Salvador Dali drawing. Her memory spiraled downward for another four years. Sometimes at breakfast now, I sketch a clock face on a paper napkin and fill in all the numbers. I do not set the clock to any specific hour. I simply need to know if I'm drawing my clock or Dolly's. I'm 74 years old and I wonder if time is a circle. Copyright 2023, Carol Taylor. Carol Taylor is a writer, poet, and playwright. She is the author of two young adult novels, Chinaberry Summer and Chinaberry Summer on the Other Side, and two children's books, Fenag the Crow and Ella's Quilt. Her poems have appeared in anthologies and online. A retired educator, Taylor is a member of North Carolina Writers Network West and the Georgia Poetry Society. She and her husband live in Hiawassee in the North Georgia Mountains, where she feeds a crow family whose antics inspire her to write every day. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of Six Minute Stories called Author's Talk. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the nine anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project, 
find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.